Welcome to the Safety Podcast. I'm Amelia Sullivan. In a year since the start of the COVID-19 pandemic, PT and PTA students and their programs have adjusted and altered plans just like many of us have. The goal remained the same though, to continue educating the future of the physical therapy profession, even if schooling was hybrid or modified and schedules were a little different. In today's episode, we talked to two students, Angeline Damano and Darren Joffe, who shared their student experience in the times of COVID-19. We also talked about mental health and stress, all of which aren't new to PTA and PTA students, but may have been different or heightened due to the pandemic. Here's our conversation. Angeline and Darren, welcome to the podcast. Let's get started by having you introduce yourselves for our listeners. Hello, my name is Angie. I'm a third year at the University of Buffalo. And my name is Darren Joffe. I'm also a third year, but I'm at uh, Temple University in Philadelphia. Okay, well, welcome to the podcast. So both of you are here today because you authored blog posts for APTA Perspectives blog within the last year. One was about the student experience in the time of COVID, and then another was about mental health. And I wanted to bring you both together today because I want to talk about the student experience in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic, which I also want to acknowledge that we're a year into this pandemic. It's now March 2021, um, but we're also still currently in it. So your experiences are ongoing, but I wanted to set the stage for this discussion there. Today, we'll talk about the pandemic, but we'll also talk about mental health, stress, and burnout, all things that are not new to the PT and PTA school experience, uh, but may have been a bit different this year, uh, considering there was a pandemic in addition to all of that. So can you tell us a little bit about what your experience has been like for you as a student, and where were you in your school career when the pandemic hit in March 2020? Yeah, so I can't believe it's been pretty much a year of this, um, but thinking back on when it all got started, I was a second year coming right off my second clinical rotation, um, and I remember it was the first week of classes going back after our rotation, so it was like maybe first week of March or somewhere around then, and there was so much uncertainty. Every single day we came into class and onto campus, and our professors were like, yeah, we don't know what exactly is going to happen. Be prepared. We could come in tomorrow for lab, or we could not come in tomorrow for lab. We have no idea. Keep an eye out on that email. Um, but there was just a lot of preparation. So we actually only got through one week of classes before everything shut down. And we had two labs, one for each of the courses that I was in. And we got through all of the hands-on skills that we needed for the semester because they knew that something was coming. So from there, everything went online and we were hopeful that summer clinicals would still be around, but those ended up getting canceled. So I think the major theme through everything, which is really, really tough for um, students in grad school is just the uncertainty of it all. Right, and especially so much of the process of going through PT and PTA school is sequential. So Darren, what about you? Yeah, um, so I had a little bit of a different course, um, still very similar kind of undertones, but I, I mean, as well, I cannot believe it's been a whole year um, I know like on my phone, they always like to have those time hops and kind of pictures show up and um, CSM was uh, in February, I think of last year and I was in Colorado. And then shortly after that, we, my school actually was on spring break. 
and then we shot down shortly after so it was really just like csm was like the last real memory i had um being in colorado and how amazing that was there and then just being shut down to being virtual so i touched upon this in my blog post but my school went uh, completely virtual for that rest of the semester there was a lot of uncertainty with you know graduation and timeline and just all the expectations about what we wanted to do in the future with our career paths and what you know physical therapy was going to even look like we were doing uh pro bono services virtually and we even know if we're going to ever be back in a, in a clinic so our clinical did get shortened down to eight weeks so i had the opportunity to actually go to south carolina uh, working in an outpatient clinic which was um a little bit more open down there so i had the opportunity to really work um with a full patient caseload and really just experienced uh, different parts of the country um, as well, which I really, really appreciated and loved. Then coming back, I had a, about a 10 week uh, just elective um, that was all virtual or hybrid. And then we had just some lab components just to catch up from the previous semester. Everything went really well. I was very, very impressed with my school, just how professional they were, how they put everyone in different pods and they had one teacher per pod. And I thought what the university did and what my program did was just really, really exceptional. I think they did a really, really great job. Um, currently, or after that, I had my second clinical full-time, which was 12 weeks. Um, I made the big move to New York City, uh, which I am there currently right now. And I did an outpatient clinic, which is very, very heavy on manual therapy, uh, located in Verona, New Jersey. So a lot of um, sports, collegiate athletes, things like that. Um, which is more about what I want to do in the future with private practice. Right now, um, I'm actually in the cardiac ICU um, at New York Presbyterian um, at the Cornell branch. So working with the very, very sick patients um, and seeing some post-COVID right now too. So that is my course and that's my uh, <laughs> where I'm at right now. Wow. So talk about a lesson in resilience and being flexible and adapting. Um, you guys really you know, conquered that. Um, so Darren, you kind of mentioned this a little, but now tell us where you are today and then tell us about your student experience as it is right now. Yeah. Um, like Darren, I had a full virtual, uh, semester back in the spring and, um, going into the fall semester, we were hybrid, which if I can do a quick comment on that, honestly, from the student perspective, or at least from my perspective, um, I feel like hybrid learning was almost more difficult than all online learning, because at least with all online learning, there's not so much of a schedule and there's not so much of a structure, but you can create structure for yourself. So you had the full day to how uh, do whatever you had to do, um, watch your lectures and everything was in your time. But then with hybrid, it was almost harder to keep up with all the online lectures then run over to the lab on campus and come back for a synchronous lecture. Um, and it was just a little more troublesome there, but I completely understand the purpose of hybrid. Um, and really, like you said, we got through it. Um, so from then I went on to um, a, an acute inpatient uh, at rotation at the um, Jack D. Weiler Albert Einstein Hospital in the Bronx. And that, that was really my first experience with COVID upfront. Um, 
I was put on the front lines and I was treat, I was on a COVID unit. I was treating COVID patients. And initially as a student, it's tough and nerve wracking. Um, but I'm also glad that I had that experience because I know what's going to be out there and I know how to handle it when I become a licensed PT. But because the numbers were spiking in New York and because New York seemed to have um, all the numbers to begin with, um, they ended up cutting a lot of the students short just um, for safety precautions. And then I moved to um, an outpatient rotation where I am now. And I think there's a big difference between how staff and people react to COVID and the ongoing pandemic when you're up close and personal with COVID versus when you're kind of removed. Um, but that's kind of where my experience has gone since everything got started. Yeah, and I touched upon this also in my, my blog post is that I think it's been very difficult as a student to go from either the virtual or hybrid to being in the clinic and treating a full patient load or even you know working with COVID patients. Um, I think that at the schools didn't realize that the transition was a lot harder. And I think that, like you said, we're just trying to get through it. We're just trying to get through it. We're trying to get to the end. But as much as that's, you know, we all want that, we still want to get the most out of our education. We still want to get the most out of what we're learning and our experiences. So it's very, very hard to balance, you know, getting the most out of everything that we're doing and just trying to get to the end. So I know a lot of my classmates just want to graduate and finish, but for me, I'm just trying to take it day by day as well. I'm just trying to um, trying to learn as much as I can and, and you know, get everything that I can get. So now let's dive into the mental health aspect of all of this. So we all know that burnout, stress, anxiety, and alike are not new to the PT and PTA school experience without a pandemic, right? Um, so what have you guys used as far as tools and do you have any tips that would help, uh, that have not only helped you um, deal with the stress of school, but um, with the pandemic on top of it, uh, while trying to learn everything you need to learn to become the best PT possible? Yeah, it's, it's definitely tough. I do not recommend um, completely online grad school, if I'm going to be honest. Um, but like Darren said, you know, it's not exactly what we had planned for PT school, but we are making the best out of it. And that's kind of what you have to, you have to find tools, you have to find a support system. Um, and I think if I've learned a, a few things from it, it's the first thing is about being adaptable and you have to be adaptable in PT school. And that is something that you are going to take with you into your career and you're going to continue honing that skill because day in and day out, you never know what's going to happen when your patient walks into that door. You might have a plan and that plan can go completely out of the window. Um, but as far as school things go, the academic caseload for PT students, I am a firm believer in separation of space. And whether you are stuck in your one bedroom apartment, um, or you don't feel comfortable going to libraries right now, that is okay. Um, because you can create space and you can um, create places where you can, you know, relax and actually take a break from things versus, okay, I'm going to only sit at my study table to do work. 
don't, you know, they say don't um, have meals where you're doing studying because then you don't develop that routine. And I found that to be a huge um, helper for me during the initial months when we were all in lockdown. Um, and also just listening to your body and more so listening to your mind. If you are sitting down for the eighth hour of studying straight and you are not um, taking in a single thing that you are reading, that means it is time for a break. And a break, you should not feel, feel guilty about taking it. Taking a break is being productive if you are in this field. So listen to your body. Um, and my final thing was Zoom study halls. <laughs> so I would hop on Zoom. And even if my friend and I were not talking to each other, still having that person across the camera from you um, keeps you accountable and keeps you on focus. Darren, what about you? Yeah, definitely. And me being at the hospital right now, I know that we were looking at our healthcare workers, working on our nurses and our doctors, and we can see the burnout with them. But I mean, like, like Angie said, I think that there's such a big burnout and just mental health issues um, with students and especially in, in our profession right now. Um, being virtual and all the requirements and everything that we need to get done either in on virtual, on Zoom and things like that, um, or even in the clinic, I think that there's just so much pressure um, just to kind of meet that expectations that we're not really checking in um, into ourselves as we should be doing. And that's why our burnout is so high. That's why our mental health is really, really suffering. So I think what Andrew said was really great about finding space, but I can take that a little bit even further and say boundaries. So I know for me, at least that I was at home um, when it all first started. And as much as I love my family and I have a great relationship with my parents and, and my sibling, um, sometimes they get on my nerves and that's true for every family. And if you can live with a spouse, if you live with a roommate, if you live with really anybody, sometimes they um, get on your nerves and that's nothing on them. It's just um, maybe just the stress of the day. So setting those boundaries and kind of checking in as every single day and as much as you can to just know that this is what I'm going through. These are the boundaries that I want to create. So we have that, you know, healthy relationship and communication and we're all trying to work together. Um, some um, other things that I've kind of really felt have been very helpful is just found finding an outlet. So for me, I took up photography and I found that it was just an amazing hobby just to kind of have a camera, go outside into nature where you're not a lot, around with a lot of people and just take pictures and kind of just get out and lost in nature. So I bought myself a camera. I learned everything I could on YouTube and I just enjoyed photography. So currently right now, I'm trying to blend photography and healthcare and kind of showcase more of physical therapy and healthcare to the public, um, especially for those that have no idea what um, physical therapy is. Also too, even though uh, we can't be in close proximity to one another today, still with social distancing, have you been able to tap into your support systems from you know, maybe your program, your faculty, classmates, um, even the APTA national community or social media? Yeah, I definitely think social support through all of this has been very evident from the beginning. I mean, from lockdown, you saw celebrities taking to social media to put on free concerts or whatever it was, people reaching out. Um, I mean, for me, I had my friends from school. And of course, having that friend group 
in PT school who knows exactly what you're going through. Um, you may have your home high school friends, you may have your friends from outside your program, but they don't know what you're going through. Um, so even just talking about the program or that crazy test question that you had no idea what was the answer to, um, talking it through with some people in your program who know what you're going through is has really been helpful. Um, and as far as uh, other support systems go through, I mean, you can really turn to people and you can, if you are honest with yourself and honest with them, then you might be surprised at um, who will actually become your support system. So I've gotten a lot closer to people, even if not physically, but now I um, have weekly Zooms with my family and my family is spread across the country. So while I'm, I'm never physically close to them, I definitely feel closer to them within this past year. Um, so I think that's been something that COVID has taught us too. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, just as you said that, it just reminded me, I had a, so I'm originally from South Africa and we had our first ever big uh, family reunion, but we did it on Zoom. So I think like you said, it's amazing that it can kind of bring us together, even though we're not physically together. So I think that was something that was very positive that I, I looked at, um, back upon in the last year. But um, I think in addition, a lot of people just want to vent. They just want to just get their feelings out. They just want to talk. I just want to know that they have that ability to talk to somebody or have that support system um, versus, you know, shifting the way that they, um, you know, go to sleep at night or healthier habits. A lot of people are trying to educate on like, okay, this is what you should be doing versus just allowing people to vent and kind of express how they feel because really no one knows what's going on right now. No one has it together as much as it seems like you have it together people don't really have that. Um, I work under, um, I work for ACAPT uh, on the Leadership Development Committee. And we hosted events a couple of weeks ago. And it was a little bit of education about stress relief and mental health and just kind of, um, you know, using those support systems. But we actually did something a little bit different. We had about over 300 people attend the events and we broke everyone up into uh, discussion groups and we allowed people just to vent and talk and just kind of discuss with people around the country. And I'm the positive feedback and the response that we got from the students was incredible. So just allowing people to talk and just know that other people out there are struggling with the same issues and things, um, I think it's just even better than, you know, trying to educate and, and tell people what they should be doing. Right, and think about a year ago when many of us were thinking this will only be a few weeks or the advice was just to go take a walk. And now uh, we're still here a year later. Um, so that kind of leads me into my next question, which is in what ways has this unpredictable experience uh, shaped you as a future clinician? So this could be ways that you know it has, or you believe it has, or you hope it has. And I want you to think about this in the positive as well as the negatives. And how do you think this will shape your future practice as a PT? Yeah, so I think the 
I had brought up the first big theme of uncertainty. So um, I am very type A. I am so much of a planner. It is not funny. Um, so I struggled a lot with the uncertainty of everything. The uncertainty of, are we having a clinical? Are we not having a clinical? Do I have to find a new place to live? Um, what's going to happen um, later on after graduation? Am I going to find a job? All of those uncertainties, um, you know, really taught me adaptability, but also taught me perspective. And I think that's something also that students should take away from this experience is yes, everyone is having a hard time and that's not taking away from anyone's experience, but sometimes you have your experience and then taking the perspective and looking at your experience from the outside can really help you remove yourself from all the anxieties and the burnout that you're feeling in that moment um, and really show you, you are resilient and you are adaptable and you've already come this far. So you can propel yourself into the future. Um, and I think the final thing that I'm taking from this and going into my career is in the face of burnout, it's important to kind of fill your cup and make sure you're not leaving this kind of lowly empty feeling that leaves you with that burnout. So finding outlets and finding and seeking out your professional interests can really help you stay on topic and remind yourself of why you got started with PT. Um, and that's kind of what I did when I got started working with the executive board for the student special interest group of the NYPTA. Um, I found that as soon as I started working with them, I was really focused on my goals and focused on propelling myself forward as a PT and as a student physical therapist. Um, and it was, it's just been a really big help for me, at least, avoiding that burnout. Yeah, I think that's a, a great response. Um, and I agree. I think that being flexible and, and being able to adapt is one of the biggest lessons I think I learned too. And that's something very important that all of us should take when we treat patients, right? As you said, um, you know, Mrs. Smith that's coming in for her knee pain that was able to walk day one and then you gave her some exercises and comes back the next day and now is in so much pain got to adapt to her treatment plan. You got to be able to adapt on the fly and, and know that what you think is the linear path is never really that, um, that path that is always the one taken. So being able to know how to adapt and being able to be flexible is one of the biggest lessons I've learned. Um, and I agree. I think being motivated and finding those little moments and little reasons why we chose this profession is so important. I think that once we all graduate and we get our first jobs, and let's say we're working our nine to sixes and we're overloaded with patients and we become you know, burnt out as, as our profession's heard that many, many times, I think we lose that sight about why we chose this profession. So even going forward, I think we constantly need to check into ourselves and always realize the reason why we chose this profession is blank and that's different for every single person. So I think it's a great idea to be involved in other tabbis to kind of, you know, either if that's more um, in, you know, politics or if that's more of the PR side on social media. 
I think being able to be involved in something outside or outside of your uh, actual workplace is uh, is a good idea. All right. So last question for you guys before we get into closing thoughts. But what does it feel like for you as future physical therapists to be part of a profession that was and is on the front lines of COVID-19 and working with post-COVID-19 patients, but also to be part of a profession that you can see is constantly innovating and evolving. Uh, Even right now, like good examples being wider use of telehealth or treating post-COVID patients. So what do you think? Yeah, I think it's, it's an exciting moment. It's, I mean, we just celebrated our centennial, right? I, I feel like it's, kind of not necessarily a turning point, but I mean, if this were the next chapter, the start of the next chapter, I feel like this is it. Um, there's a lot of change that has happened to our profession since the beginning of our profession. And as we move forward, I think there's nothing but growth. Um, and especially with the importance of therapy services in um, current COVID patients, but also long COVID. I mean, we are only going to learn more about the side effects of COVID and how we are going to play a role in their therapy and their recovery. Um, So it'll be exciting to see how we grow and how we become more utilized and how the public will then view physical therapy. Um, I think social media has been a great help of increasing awareness of what physical therapy does. Um, But of course, there's still so much growth and we are getting into it as we graduate this year. So yeah, I was definitely um, smiling on that one because I was just thinking about this, even this week. I've had the obviously unfortunate pleasure of being in a in a COVID ICU and seeing you know physical therapy and OT and respiratory and the attendant being there and pronin patients, um, which if you don't know that helps you know respiratory ventilation. Uh, they put a patient laying face down and it's supposed to help with ventilation. They put them there for about twelve to eighteen hours, I believe, and then they flip them back and they do that every so often and they check their lab values. So just looking at that and realizing that physical therapy is on the frontier of helping COVID patients is something that is just unreal. And just as much as sad as as it is, it's a therapy and it's been seen to help um, some people and, you know, save some lives. And I think that's incredible for our profession. I think that has gained more respect in the medical uh, community, especially because we're movement specialists we're able to position position patients and really, really make a difference in people's lives. So I think, like you said, I think we're trying to gain more of that respect in the community and publicize what physical therapy is capable of doing and how we can actually, you know, just save lives, especially in this uh, pandemic. And I think there's a syndrome now um, that I, I think it's called post COVID syndrome that I'm sure is maybe a medical term now. And we'll be seeing that for many, many years to come. Um, seeing these COVID patients um, that have been, some of them have been there for months now and they're so deconditioned and they're so weak that these are the people that we're gonna be treating for you know, probably the rest of our careers because they're just, um, they're just so many issues. And these people have ranged from the thirties up to you know, older ages. 
So unfortunate as it is, uh, this is what we're going to be living with and, and seeing. And um, it's unfortunate, but it's also interesting that we're able to live through this and actually make a difference in, in people's lives. Okay, let's end with some closing thoughts. Angeline, you go first. Um, I think in, in general with grad school and PT school, but especially with um, going to PT school in a COVID pandemic, um, what you're feeling is valid and you are not alone. This is hard in general. It's hard without a global pandemic, um, but there are resources out there. I'm sure your school has them. Look for them if you need it. And it's okay to use those resources. It's okay to turn to a friend and vent for three hours about everything that's going on because that's going to help you in the long run and help you be more focused on your academics. So if you need that break, take it, it is okay. Um, and just give yourself that moment, that perspective of you are resilient, you are adaptable, and you are getting through this. Um, so listen to your mind um, and take care of your mental health as much as you take care of your physical health. We are physical therapists, um, or we're going to be physical therapists, um, but you can't leave out, leave, burn out out of the equation. And I think along those lines, I think we need to stay motivated as, as much as we can. I think, like I said before, find those tidbits, find those things that really motivate you and really just try to facilitate the most healthy habits you can in your everyday lives. I know we all love social media. I know we all love these sometimes not so great outlets that we find ourselves binging. Um, and I say that instead of moderating or moderation because everything in moderation is okay. Um, so some ideas that I've kind of facilitated in my life is when I wake up in the morning, I try not to check my phone. I try not to jump on social media in the first thing, um, because I think that sets off your day as, um, already behind the line. There was a really, really good quote that says to win your day, you have to win your first hour. And I think for a lot of people, if you win that first hour, you're going to see that you're more motivated. You're more, um, certain you're more, you're probably feel a little bit better versus if you get up, check your phone, stay in, in bed, um, you know, maybe an hour goes by, then you decide to get up, get up. I know it's difficult, but just try to win that first hour and you'll see that everything can fall into place and constantly check in with yourself. Just make sure that you're feeling your feelings that are, that are very, very valid um, and just reach out to support people, reach out to people that are there for you. And no matter what, that we are a big community and we're all here for each other. So I appreciate you all. And we're all always here for each other. Yeah. And uh, the physical therapy community is far and wide. So, you know, we're all here for each other. So thank you guys so, so much for joining us tonight. Um, and, you know, good luck in, in as future physical therapists. And for those students listening, I hope, you know, you guys got a lot of great gems out of this conversation. Uh, but thank you guys. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks. APTA podcasts like this one are available on Apple podcasts, Google play and Spotify, or by visiting apta.org slash podcasts. I'm Amelia Sullivan. Thanks for listening.